Hey everyone, I'm Gabrielle Santiago and welcome to Living Revelations Podcast. We're here to help you find God real in everyday life. We will be talking about how to hear from God, how to have a relationship with Him, and what it looks like to walk into your God-given purpose as you do life with God. I want to invite you to take life a step at a time closer to Christ with us. This is Finding God Real in Everyday Life. Hey guys, this is Gabby. Thanks for tuning in. So today I'll be talking with you all about how Jesus is still in the picture. So we just got back from an amazing missions trip that we had the opportunity to go to Indonesia. Um, But I want to just share a little bit about the hardships that we experienced because it really was a testing time for Michael and I to still remember that Jesus is still in the picture. And so we enjoyed our trip. We were able to serve a, a church. Um, locally in Indonesia and then we had a little under a week to also spend time with my family who's in Indonesia and a couple days also with just Michael and I um, with our daughter Tara relaxing. Um, Well anyways however the last day when we're about to fly out uh, Michael starts getting nauseous and I had nausea that morning but it was nothing bad and anyways you know we're packing up we're about to get ready to board the flight and Michael ends up throwing up in the restroom and I thought I would be okay but like an hour in after flying and and leaving the ground I then began the first throw up from you know so much more that, that ends up happening for the next flight and it lasted for two days it was just so horrific um, and we found out later that day that we got food poisoning because we both had eaten raw oysters and those that also ate raw oysters with us also had food poisoning. So it really just wasn't a pleasant way to end the missions trip. You know, obviously God did so many beautiful things and we were able to just pour ourselves out and share the love of God with others in our family. But with this like last hardship that we had to go through, it really was a time of testing for us. Um, During that time, we found ourselves complaining you know, complaining about having bad seats, flight seats, complaining about the flight. And, you know, we started questioning the, you know, was this trip worth it? You know, was this missions trip worth it? And the worst part for me was we actually had a layover in Japan and we purposely chose a layover that would be longer so that we could travel and, and you know, enjoy the city of Japan because those that know us, We love Japan and we even went there back in our honeymoon time. So I had planned out like everything that we were going to do in this nine hour layover. Well, obviously because I was so sick, I ended up being more sick than Michael. Um, By the time we landed to Japan, I was not able, I I was nauseous. Like I had to be wheelchaired to the plane, out of the plane, had to go to a clinic. After Japan and LA, had to go to a hospital to get IV. So it was just a whole mess. Um, but to me, I think the most disappointing thing was me, you know, missing that layover. So I was honestly very angry. And I remember at that time, I, you know, we were just in the airport, we were resting. And that was when I acknowledged the Lord. And I just told the Lord, like, God, I, Jesus, I need to see your perspective. And in that moment, the Lord spoke so clearly and immediately. And he said, Gabby, you could have died. Be thankful that you're still okay. And the moment the Lord said that, I Googled it, and it's so true. You know, people have died from, you know, food poisoning through eating raw oysters. And the moment I saw that and, and heard from the Lord immediately, like, my heart was just filled with God's love and gratitude. And I realized that Jesus is still in the picture. Like, He's still here. 
And the moment I acknowledged the Lord, I realized that He was that His His hand of grace was upon our was upon us throughout the whole flight, even the hardships that we faced. Um, ironically, you know, our first flight from Indonesia to Japan, we had a whole road to ourselves, which has never like. Um, I guess it happened once when we were coming in, but it wasn't an international, you know, a bigger flight. It was just a small local flight. This is like, you know, our flight to Japan. A whole row was available for us, and and it helped because Atara could have her own seat, and we were able to put our things in each of the seats, so we didn't have to move a lot, you know, because we were already feeling nauseous and not good. If we had to hold Atara and have our stuff under our seat, it would just be so much. You know, and so just like little things like that, we started to see God's hand in our lives the moment we acknowledged that Jesus was still in the picture. And so I share this story to encourage you all. You know, no matter what you're going through, you know, you may not be going through food poisoning on a flight back across the world, but you might be going through something else. Maybe you're going through financial worries, stresses. Maybe there's a sickness happening, you know, to a loved one that you have, or just circumstances are not coming your way. Let's not forget that Jesus is still in the picture. Many times we can just forget, you know, and just start, you know, falling into worry and complaining and discontentment. But we need to continue to remember that He's still in the picture. As long as we continue to abide in Him, and and walk in Him, and allow Him to be our Lord and Savior. And so I want to share here in um, Mark four, thirty-five to forty-one. You know, the disciples here had to also learn that Jesus. Was still in the picture, or in this case, he was still in the boat. So, in this passage here, this is the passage where um, the disciples are in the boat, and there's a huge storm that comes in, and they're freaking out. Even though Jesus is in the boat, but he's sleeping. And so, in verse 41, it says, "On the same day, when evening had come, Jesus said to them, 'Let us cross over to the other side.' Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was." And other little boats were also with him, and a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern. Jesus was in the stern, asleep on a pillow, and they awoke him and said to Jesus, "Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing?" Then Jesus arose and rebuked the wind, and he said to the sea, "Peace, be still." And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Jesus said to them. Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, "Who can this be that even the wind and sea obey him?" And so, in this passage, we can clearly see that the disciples were going through something terrible, right? Like the storm was so bad that the water was already entering the boat, and so they had a valid reason to freak out. But technically, they didn't have a valid reason because they had the King of Kings and Lord of Lords in the boat with them. And you know they could. So the problem that the disciples made here was that they didn't just wake up Jesus with faith, but they woke him up in fear, right? They said to Jesus, "Do you not care that we are perishing?" Right, and that's why Jesus calls it out. He says, "Why, why do you have so little, you know, so no faith, basically? And why are you so fearful?" And this is such a great picture. You know, like we might be going through something horrible. You know, obviously for us, food poisoning was real and it was not good. It was a bad thing that was going on. But we didn't have to worry, right? Because Jesus, in our situation at least, He was with us throughout the whole trip, and so just as He was with the disciples, just as He was with us, He is also with you, right? He's still in the picture. He's still in the boat. 
Yes, he's sleeping, but they could have just called him, woke him up and told him, hey, calm the sea, right? So when we're going through hard circumstances, it doesn't mean that we can't call on to God, but let's call on to him with faith, right? Let's continue to rejoice and give thanks. Because the moment I started giving thanks to God, right? The moment the Lord spoke that to me and I started giving thanks and being filled with thanksgiving, it was then that I could see God rightly. It was then that I could see my circumstances and my trials rightly from the eyes of God. Because God promises us, right, in Romans 8.28, that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, for those who love Him, and those called who are called according to His purpose. Like, God has a beautiful way of working things out, right, that are, are bad for our good. And this was a beautiful time, too, for Michael and I to be purified, to be tested. You know, this was more so on Michael's side, but he started doubting and just thinking this wasn't worth it. But through this process, he realized like his life is not his own. Even if he was to get nothing from this trip, but God told him to go, he is to go, right? And for me, it was more so of like being in a thankful heart and continuing to just be filled and rooted in God's love and, and not letting the things of this world get to me. But these things that were meant to harm us turned out to strengthen us in the Lord. You know, now we have a testimony to share to encourage to others. So we get to face every storm knowing that Jesus is in the picture. And I love how even in verse 35, like Jesus says here, on the same day when evening had come, Jesus said to the disciples, let us cross over to the other side. And so Jesus really told the disciples, we're gonna get to the other side, let's cross. And so Jesus has also told us that he's going to provide everything we need as long as we continue to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. He's promised us a good future, right? Jeremiah talks about it and Jesus says, I have good plans for you. Jesus promises eternity for us. So Jesus has already told us what's going to happen. He already told us that it is finished. Everything that we need has been done on the cross by him dying on the cross and he rose from the dead. So now we get to raise from the dead too. The spirit that raised Jesus from the grave will also raise us up. And now the Holy Spirit also lives in us to those who accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And so this is the good news, like we have this promise. So just as, just as Jesus told the disciples, let us go to the other side. Know that Jesus is already telling you, you're gonna get to the other side of your obstacle. You're gonna make it through. What is what what may seem to be defeating you now will not defeat you. You will be overcome. And Jesus says it many times in the scriptures, right? He says, take heart. You know, you will face trouble, but take heart. You know, stay of good courage. And so the best way to continue to walk with steady faith in the midst of hardships is to look at Jesus, to remember that he's still with us. Jesus says to us in Matthew 28, 20, Behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Right, Psalm 23, Jesus says, Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Like, he's with us even through the darkest valleys that we're going through. So I want to encourage you, like, I, I, I had another podcast that talked about finding Jesus. But I want to just remind you guys again, finding Jesus is as simple as looking at him. When you find him and you seek him with all your heart, you will find him. Jesus promises that. And so all it takes is for us to quiet ourselves and to, to look to God. You know, when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, he gives us the Holy Spirit that now we get to hear God. We have access to his heart. 
the Holy Spirit will tell us of things that is yet to come. I love praying John 16, 13. It's such a powerful verse. You know, before you open the scriptures, before you're about to enter in to time with the Lord, invite the Holy Spirit in. Ask the Lord to help you to be sensitive to His heart. That's why Jesus says, it is better that I leave, that you may have the Holy Spirit, the advocate. The Holy Spirit is called our advocate. He's our helper. And so we can look to the Holy Spirit now to find Jesus, to be encouraged. You know, the Lord wants to strengthen us. And I feel like there may be some of you that have been going through so much discouragement. And now God wants to water you, water you with encouragement and water you with truth. The Holy Spirit is also called the Spirit of Truth. And there is no other truth outside of Him. Um, I want to go back actually and read here in Matthew 6, 31 to 34. I know many of you have read this verse so many times and have heard of it, but it's so good. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will give you deeper revelation as I read this word. So Jesus says, Do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. So first of all, God knows what we need. We don't have to worry because God knows that He's our Father. He's a good Father. And a father's role is to provide and comfort their children. So know that we don't have to worry. We obviously have to be still re responsible and plan things out, but let's not do it in worry. And now this is important, Jesus says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. So if we're seeking God's kingdom and we're living rightly with God, right, righteousness, this is the promise. All these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Every day has enough trouble of its own. So this verse is so important. I love, I mean, Matthew 6 has always been something I have to meditate every year. But we need to remember that we are not called to worry. We are called to remember that Jesus is for us and he's with us. And he's in this picture with us. He's in the picture of every scene. He's not only in the pictures of the good times, right? But he's in the pictures even in the darkest times. He's there. And just like what I was mentioning before, you know, giving thanks is so important. Recently, I was listening to a sermon from Brian Guerin, and it was so timely because literally it was right after our trip. But I love what he said. He said, when we stop giving thanks, we stop seeing God's grace over our lives. You know, and that's, that's a scary place to be in because God's grace is there. It follows us. We will see his goodness. Just as children of God, we will see his goodness in the land of the living. But when we grumble and complain, we, we fail to see from God's perspective. So I want to encourage you all to continue to give thanks, right? The, Jesus says, give thanks in all circumstances. And there's a reason why he says that. Because when we give thanks in all circumstances, we acknowledge God. We see him. We see that Jesus is in the picture with us. I love Proverbs 17:3. It says, in the same way that gold and silver are refined by fire, the Lord purifies your heart by the test and trials of life. And I'm going to read another one, 1 Peter 1, 6-9. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with, it, with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, 
the salvation of your souls. So I want to encourage you, the trials that you're going through, God can use it for your good and He will use it as long as you continue to abide in Him, right? Giving thanks, acknowledging Jesus, letting Him love you and loving Him back. As you do that, you will see that the trials are actually perfecting your faith. And, and Paul even says here, right, that, or sorry, Peter here says, that this is great, that this is this is worth more than gold. Why? Our faith is what will then lead us to inherit the salvation that Jesus died for us, right? And so this is a beautiful thing that we get to be strengthened in God. So I pray that this message encourages you to know that there's beauty in, in your suffering. There's so much beauty. And in the midst of suffering, you get to also know Jesus in, in a deeper and a more intimate way. You know, I, I pray that all of these videos and podcasts that we do would only encourage you to seek God so that you could find Him real yourself, that you can know His heart and hear His voice. So I want to pray for you all. God, I thank you so much, Lord, for every single listener. I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would speak to them and you would comfort them, God. Whatever they're going through, Lord, that you would give them your perspective, that Holy Spirit, you would speak truth over them, that they would partner with you and abide in you, not in their worries, not in their fears, not in their flesh, but in you, Jesus. Oh Lord, would you captivate hearts right now? I pray for every listener, God, that they would open up their hearts to receive you, to receive your love, and to see that you are in the picture with them, that you are in every scene, the good and the bad. You have a beautiful way of turning things around for our good. And I pray, Lord, for those that maybe have been given to depression or hopelessness, God, I pray that you would fill them with faith. And I want to just read here in Romans 8, 31 and 32. It says, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? So Lord, I just cast out any spirit of despair. And I pray, Lord, that you would remind them that you love them that nothing can go against them because you are for them, Lord, and that they will be victorious because you have done everything, Lord, for us on the cross. So we thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. So I pray that you all have been blessed by this message. And if you have, please leave a comment. If you're watching on YouTube or on the podcast, please write a review. We love just hearing how God is you know, impacting you and blessing you. And if you do have any specific prayer requests that you want us to be praying with you and for you, please email us at info at livingrevelations.com. And please also prayfully consider giving towards our ministry. I share this all the time because we need the finances to continue to do what we're doing. It definitely is more than myself, you know, with what we do. We have a whole team and we want to continue to create resources to help others find God real in everyday life. So you can give at livingrevelations.com slash donations. And when you go to that link, you can actually see where your giving will go to. And so thank you again. God bless. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Hi, my name is Taylor. My name is Clara. Hi, I'm Kathy. Well, my name is Iridia. Revelations has sown a seed in my life. By just being a community. By first bringing a community that's kind of just all over the world. Getting to be surrounded by such a community with like people. The Lord really put me into a place of faith and showing me what it really means to serve Him. I have been so blessed to get so close to a couple of the girls that are in the community. I grew up in the church, but I wasn't really 
living my life the way I am now for the Lord. I'm just so thankful that we're all able to pray together, worship together, read the word together, study together. Living Revelation has also helped me to zone into the calling that God has over my life. I'm very much planted and I'm, I feel God really just um, bringing me to different uh, levels in my life. I hope that you can all also feel like the same kind of uh, blessing and help through a living revelations or even through Gabby. So thank you so much. We have seen the greatest transformation in the girls we disciple through our online Bible studies. Our online Bible study is a place where we dive deep into the Word, learn how to grow our relationship with God, and build community. We have had over 140 girls from over nine countries be a part of our online Bible studies. Our podcasts have had over 16,000 downloads. Our social media posts are reaching 120,000 people weekly. Our blogs, too, have reached around 17,000 people, hitting almost every continent in the world. We are looking to raise $30,000 this coming year to produce study guides to help others study the Bible, to build a team to produce more media, and to expand our online Bible studies and conferences. Our goal is to transform lives to love Jesus. You can give and partner with us today at livingrevelations.com slash donations. hope you've enjoyed this podcast and are blessed. Check out our blogs at livingrevelations.com and follow Living Revelations on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast to others if you've been blessed. See you all in the next podcast.